No time for the doubt, they counting me out. I'm getting it in. Get it. No time for no loss. I'm paying the cost. I'm ready to win. Get it. Refuse. Mine, it can't be diffused. If you ain't thinking the same, then we playing by different rules. You can't see the vision, we living at different views. Until we complete the mission, keep getting up, never snooze. I walked a mile in my shoes, had the mind of a fool, chasing diamonds and jewels. Trust me, I was confused. Started minding my business and used my mind as a tool. Ended up finding my purpose and found the time to get to it. They told me I couldn't do it, they told me I couldn't make it. They sold it, could never break it. That's sad, sadly mistake. I need a piece of the pie I wanted So bad I can taste it They told me like told me Keep on running Toes they gon' take them Use to lose Built to win Apply myself I felt it in No time for the doubt They counted me out I'm getting it in Yeah No time for no loss I pay for the cost I'm winning to win Yeah Refuse to lose I'm built to win Apply myself I felt it in Welcome to Refuse to Lose Sports my name is Joe Jordan. I'm excited about today's episode. Dave is not here with us right now. I mean, he's doing good, y'all. I said it yeah. too. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, he's not on the show with us right now. He, he, he's tied up with some other things, but we'll get him back tomorrow for the NCAA college basketball episode. But I got my bro Tomo with me. How you doing, Tomo? Hey, man, I'm doing better than Mario Chalmers right about now. So, you, know, you can't feel bad when you when you out here talking bad about your old teammates. So, mm. I'm good, man. How you doing? I let you slide for like four episodes. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. Ready for today. But before we get started in the NBA world, we lost a great one. Uh, Willis Reed passed away today at 80 years old. Uh, New York Knicks legend. Uh, we all know about that famous uh, NBA finals against the Los Angeles Lakers when they stopped uh, Jerry West and Will Chamberlain from getting another ring. Well, getting a ring. And um, but yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, former MVP, two-time Finals MVP, and seven-time All-Star. So, uh, condolences to his, to his family, and I just want to break an ass out, celebrate one of the legends in the NBA world. All right, so if you're a New York Knicks fan, shout out to y'all. It's a huge legend uh, from y'all city. All right. So before we get started, though, like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share this video with somebody that you guys know personally so they can come on and watch live with you. Also, use that comment section, all right? Use that comment section. We can see all the comments y'all will be putting down throughout the show. Like, we just saw the first one. Shout out to my man, Jerry, all right? So, use that comment section. We can see all the comments. And then, Tombo, let's talk about those IG chats that we got going on. Man, look. Jerry popped up, man. I told you, Jerry is most uh, M- he the MVP or he the rookie of the year as far as like joining chats. And when we talk about the chats, they go to banner right there. We let you know. Look, we got the NBA chat, NFL, MLB, NCAA, both college football and I mean NCAA, of course. I mean football and basketball, and of course we have the boxing one. The boxing one been heating up lately. Like you know, that was the one that was the most calm. You would think for it to be boxing, it would be more back and forth. But recently, a tank. Don't make us look crazy, man. Don't make us look crazy. It's a lot of people defending you in there. But <laughs> and with the NFL chats, you know, we get all the late, but not just the NFL. I'm gonna say all of them, but I'm talking mostly about the NFL because free agency, like my man, like we get the updates before Adam Scheffner. So look, he Aaron Rodgers told him lose my number. He must have got ours because we get all the updates. So look, we get updates, injuries, trades, uh, hot topic debates, normal debates. Hey, you just wake up and feel like you had a theory. You can just drop it in one of those chats. It's an open community. All of these chats are on Instagram. You see the name on the page. I mean, on the picture right there, at Refuse to Lose Sports on Instagram. If you want to be a part of all of these chats or in, or just an individual chat, just say, hey, just hit us up in the DM and be like, look, this is my at name. I want to be a part of such and such chat. We'll add you to it. But you got to make sure you participate because, look, there's a special plus for the folks that participate in these chats. They end up coming on the show sometimes if they have something they really want to talk about. But you got to participate. You can't just join the chat and think you're going to jump up to the front of the line. Like, there's no cut lines and refuse to lose. Like, you got to you gotta earn your keep. So, you want to be a part of these chats? Again, it's at Refuse to Lose Sports on Instagram. If you're not on Instagram, let's say you're on TikTok, hit us up in the DM. We'll add you to the Instagram chat. If you're on Twitter, and if you if you can't find us, but you are on Twitter, it's at, at R2L Sports on twitter we gotta get that name joe we gotta find it <laughs> and if you're on facebook 
again, the name's right there. I don't really got to talk too much. The name's right there. Reading is fundamental. And what's more fun than being part of a sports community where you could just spew your hot takes and then have people lash out at you? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you have like, I know, I know you sometimes y'all watching, y'all be like, man, they don't know what they talking about. Man, if I was on there, hey, you can come on. <laughs> you have your shot. You can come on. All right. Yeah. So last but not least, enjoy the rest of the show. So we're going to kick it off and talk about that double overtime game in Philly. Why we had Chicago Bulls class of 96. We had the Chicago Bulls against the Red Hot 76ers on an eight-game winning streak. And it went to double OT. Man. Bulls won the game, 109, 105. So we're going to just talk about our reactions to that game. So Tom, I'll kick us off. Talk to me about that game yesterday. I told you, man. I told you. When we was talking about a few, a few episodes back, if you ain't seen it, go check it out on the, on the YouTube page at Refuse to Lose. Look, we talked about who's going to get that 10th seed and the battle for the 10th seed. And I said, look, man, I'm a, I'm a diehard Wizards fan. I, we had the 10th seed at the time, but I said the team the most be worried about is the Chicago Bulls. And most people were like, why? I was like, well, you got mid-range DeRozan. The team now loves Zach Levine again. <laughs> and Patrick Beverly. Like, Patrick Beverly is a secret, is a secret sauce. Like, he came in. He's not, I mean, his numbers with the Lakers is kind of similar to what he got with the Bulls, but it's just like, he's from Chicago. So he's like bringing that home mm-hmm. hero back there and he's bringing that tough grit, like veteranism. That Patrick Beverly trade kind of reminds me of like when Paul Pierce ended up with the Wizards. Like they just needed that solid vet to be like, look, man, this is how you go out here and win games. He may not get you 30 points a game. He may not get you eight points a game. <laughs> he might get you five steals and five rebounds. And that's what sometimes the Bulls need. And they showed that yesterday when they went up against one of the best teams in the East. They've been on a run right now. But their last five games, they 4-1. and one. Right now they're holding on the 10th seed. The Raptors need to look out. The Hawks need to look out because they can come for the ninth or the eighth seed. They probably not even, they're not even worried about the play-in no more. They're out here making quotes like, look, we got a bigger goal in mind. You know what I mean? That's from DeMar DeRozan. So that game yesterday just proved – more facts to me of why they should actually be a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we gonna kind of agree on this one. So like, uh, first before I get to the Bulls, let me let me start with the 76ers. So you can't win every game, all right. So if you are shout out to JMO 76ers fan, if you are a fan, don't be upset about that game. First of all, they just came off a three game road trip, going home. They played the Bulls yesterday. Then they go back on the road on Wednesday to start off another four-game road trip. So sometimes when the schedule, sometimes when you come off a road trip and you come back home, you kind of get locked to days old and stuff like that. So I get it. It was double OT game, and B got fouled out in the fourth quarter, and B still did his thing. Had 37, 16 rebounds, three blocks. But if you're a Sixers fan, that's what you should be worried about. James Harden. Mm. All right? James Harden uh, didn't look good yesterday. Didn't look good. I know Doc Rivers in the press conference said it's his foot, his left foot. We all know he was out for over a month with his right foot. So that left foot, he did miss a game last week on that left foot, but they say he said it was some discomfort in that foot. James Harden was probably had his one, like if not his worst game in his career, one of the worst. Mm-hmm. Tomo, this dude had five points. Guess how many turnovers he had yesterday? Russell Westbrook numbers? Five. He had the same amount of turnovers as he had points. He was 2 for 14 from the field, shot 14%, open 6 from 3, which is 0%. I think we all can count with that one. All right? He got to the line zero times. That's, that's one thing about James Harden. One thing about James Harden you can count on, he's going to get to the line. He didn't get to the line at one time, but, Joe, he shot one free throw. That was because it was a foul away from the player, a free throw, because what well, Pat Bev did, and James Harden went to the free throw line hit the free throw. Outside of that, he did not go to the line at all. So he wasn't aggressive at all. He looked very timid. He held the ball too long. They got a lot of late shots at the, at the end of the shot clock because of James Harden. So he played terrible yesterday, but they still uh, lost in double OT. So, like I said, he already missed a month. So that's concerning in the playoffs because this Sixers team, now we know Jordan B going to do his thing, but they need James Harden to be James Harden if they're going to make it far in the playoffs. So that's going to be concerning. Now, the Bulls, I agree with you. We both said it, we both kind of said the same thing, I think. I know when Pat Bad first got traded, I said that would help them. I said that he's going to bring energy that they that they needed. They lack energy this whole season. 
Pat Bass is going to bring that energy. He's not going to fill up your box score, but he's going to ignite fire into your huddle. And uh, since the All-Star break, man, they've been balling. All right, let me tell you the best team since the All-Star break. The best team, like the B, 11-3. The second best team, the Bucks, 10-3. and three. Sixers, 10-4. Knicks, 9-4. Bulls, 8-4. Everybody else got at least five losses. So the Bulls has been the fifth best team in the league since the All-Star break, since acquiring Patrick Beverly. Since acquiring Patrick Beverly, now we all know defensively they, they upped their intensity. They were already a good defensive team, but it became much better with Patrick Beverly. Yes, and even offensively, they, they're playing better. They're second in field goal percentage behind the Kings, like the Bean, right? Shooting 50.5%. And they're fifth in three-point percent shooting. Number one is the Kings, like the Bean, right? But the Come Bulls on, are balling. So I like I like what I see from both teams. Uh, I think the, I said it back then. I'm saying it now. The we did our order. I had a Bulls being that, that 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 best team out of the four we talked about, and I had the Bulls making the playoffs. So I still believe that to this day, and we'll see. Look, man, Jerry said it. I don't gotta say it. You can see the comment right oh, there. Man. Like, look, I'm gonna just leave that alone. But uh, like you said, now the Bulls have always been known for their defensive uh, tenacity, like you said. But that spark is sometimes you just need that spark. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I remember when I said it on the show, I was like, the Wizards and the Bulls and the Pacers, if you take the names away and you just go play basketball, they all are the same team. You put a Patrick Beverly on this Wizards team, we might be saying the same thing. Like, they they just missing a little bit of spark off the bench. Mm-hmm. That's probably what Rui was, but we'll see what happens in the offseason. Rui, <laughs> Rui need to be a spark for the Lakers. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Somebody needs a spark. Somebody needs to be a spark for AD. That's what it is. The Lakers yeah. is good. The new acquisitions. Y- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go to our next topic. Our next topic is Ja Morant. All right. I like the title. All right. Two job back. That's how you that's how you saying it, right? Two job back. Yeah. You can know, like Tupac back. But... Oh, two oh, two job back. <laughs> two go. job back. He definitely <laughs> is, though. He's expected to play this Wednesday. Um, against the Houston Rockets, that was smart because he could have played yesterday. But they say, you know what? We're going to push you against the worst team in the, in the West, <laughs> Houston Rockets. And they play them in a the back-to-back game also. So John Morant has been suspended for eight games. He's back now. And we're going to talk about it. So me, I'm happy to see John Morant being back, Tomo. I'm rooting for the kid. I'm rooting for him. I'm going to say the man. I'm rooting for the, the man. And um, even though... I'm, I'm a Kings fan. We're fighting for that two seed. Both are going back and forth. I, like, if we're going to win it, I want us to win it when John Moran is there. So, I'm not happy we lost, Tomo. But if we end up winning the second seed, I will feel much like we earned it. Because now we're third. They're second. If we take it from them, I know we did it with John Moran in the lineup. So, let me start there. So, but I'm rooting for John Moran. John Moran is huge for this team. Not just... Not 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 just the things he do with the stats, you know, like with the points per game, he's averaging over like 27 points a game, averaging close to 10 assists a game, right? Not not just that. I'm talking about the confidence he brings with that team. When they have John Morant in their team, they feel like they're the best team in the NBA. He, he, he said it first earlier. He said, I ain't worried about the West. I love people that didn't like that. I, I, I keep telling y'all, I like the trash talk. I like all that stuff. You just got to back it up. So the cap. I like I'm, 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 I like that he's back. So I do hope Josh stay out of trouble. I hope he said, takes his own advice, put people around me that's going to keep continue to put me in good positions. I hope he continue to take that advice. What I hope he don't do is change how he acts on the court. Something wrong with what he does on the court. It's just that, like J-Mo said on the episode on Friday, what you do off the court, they, they try to compare it to what you do on the court. So if you're a villain on the court and off the court, you lay with a bad person. But you're just a a quote-unquote villain, right, on the court, but you a, you a citizen on the, off the court, then that's, that's fine and dandy because it's competition at the end of the day. I love the confidence that spew out of John Morant. So keep the same swagger that you've been having all your career and everything. Now, when he got suspended, the Grizzlies lost their first two games. They lost to the Clippers and the Lakers. And then they won their last six out of seven games. Um, I believe they beat they – beat, uh, they beat they beat the Mavs three times, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> I should have went first. Right? <laughs> uh, we're not bringing that, we're not bringing that up there. So, but 
the other players had had to step up. I know we talked about, I know we rave about how they're great without John Morant. This year they wasn't really doing good without John Morant, but lately they have been doing good. So now their star is back, right? And now they have the opportunity to do what they said. We only worry about the Celtics, make that run to the finals. So I'm happy he's back. All right, before I go, uh, like the video. Whoever's like, if you're on the Facebook, if you're on YouTube right now, make sure you go like the video because we're giving y'all some gold content right here. Like, now to John Morant, I agree with everything you said. Like, I'm happy the kids back on the court. Uh, I like the media cleanup that they did, you know, the interview with Jalen Rose. Some people, of course, we won't always have something negative to say about it. Like, they felt like it was staged, blah blah blah, but whatever. The guy had to get some good press out there, and that's what he did. You haven't heard anything bad about him since. That's off the court. On the court, Dylan Brooks, man. I said they needed to trade him because Dylan Brooks is he gonna be that negative influence on job. But it seemed like he like nah, we are bullies here in Memphis. We learn from Zebo, and that's what we do on the court, and that's what how we gonna play it. Like you said, like you alluded to earlier about them being three and zero. I mean three and zero against the Mavericks. They also beat the Celtics twice while he was gone. I mean the the Warriors twice. Mm-hmm. While he was out, ten and eight record. So the confidence is there. Jaron Jackson, you know y'all clown my man. You know, like for being defensive player of the year. But you know, when Jaws back, now the focal point ain't you. That helps. Now the alley hoops come back. You know, the highlight reels come back. So Ja, take everything you said about your break and how you want to be better for your teammates. Bring that to the court. And one more thing, Joe. I like your Ric Flair approach. You know, to to, uh, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And mm. you want that number two seed, you're like, nah, we want to beat them. Just like you want to beat Denver so you can get that number one seed. You're not going to talk about what happened last night <laughs> right now, but you still got a shot to get it, man. Mm-hmm. So, look, Ja, the team already said y'all can't stay overnight in certain cities. So that's one of the things that's probably – I think that's going to hurt them a little bit, not as far as them having a – state what is it not as far as them like getting rest or for the next game because it's a lot of back-to-backs and imagine playing a full basketball game all the preparation you go through you play the game now you got shower and get right back on the plane like i know they do it in the nfl but they're all for a week imagine doing that in the nba like that might throw them off a little bit but it may bring it may bring the team a little bit better the chemistry may be a little bit more better because they know like look bro it's solely us now and mm-hmm. that playoff push may be good so hey Draymond, ice up, son. The <laughs> coming, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, cool, cool. So we agree on two things so far. Let's see how long it, let's see how long the streak will keep up. <laughs> All right. So the next topic, Julius Randle, man. Julius Randle went crazy yesterday. Shout out to Carl. Carl let the whole chat know. Dude, Julius Randle got 50 and three quarters. <laughs> so Julius Randle finished with 57, but took an L still to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And that's without Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. So, is Julius Randle overrated, underrated? That's been like the theme for his whole career. Well, not his whole career, these last three years. Is he underrated? All right. So, Tomo, is he? Some would say he is, but I think it was them Laker years that messed up his career. I think it was that 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 first start, you know, that draft him seventh overall pick, that Lakers team just, just trying to find their way. And I think he was there. He had a little bit of. He was there a little bit with Kobe, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Towards Kobe. Yeah. Okay. So then he had the Lonzo ball. He was there with Lonzo. And then uh-huh. LeBron. I think LeBron traded everybody to get AD, and he ended up with the Pelicans, right? So it was that. It was that. It was something about the Lake that dark cloud of the Lakers era with him that probably has people just being like, "Oh, it's Julius Randle." Then he goes down to the Pelicans. You know, he revises his career. Everyone's showing kind of similar with the brand, what Brandon Ingram's doing. You know, once you get it from out of that L.A. shadow with LeBron, <clears throat> you're, you're more like, oh, I can hoop a little bit. The pressure's off. Like, I can just be myself. Then he, you, you start to see his game develop a little bit more. I think down there when he was with the Pelicans, he was averaging like 21, 22 points a game, eight rebounds. I mean, that's numbers. That's that's a great, that's a great uh, increase, right? So imagine what happens when he goes to the Knicks. Right now, he's having the best years. He's he playing the best from the Pelicans, from the Lakers to the Pelicans to the Knicks. This is his best moment right here with the Knicks. But again, it's the dark cloud, it's the dark cloud of being with a franchise that's known for being like a laughing stock. 
Like, no one really plays the Knicks that much attention. But right now, he's been balling. You speaking mm-hmm. about 50-point games? It's, I still got PTSD from what he did to the Wizards fresh off of that All-Star <laughs> break. Like, he almost dropped 50 on the Wizards. So, and I don't think that's his only game we had 50. It's probably like two or three more games where he almost had at, uh, close to 50 or above 50 points, right? Mm-hmm. And with the Knicks, he was a two-time All-Star, second-team All-NBA. I think it was anyone most improved here. So, right here... Mm-hmm. Is one is is a great is a bright spot for his career, but it's not a bright spot because it's with the Knicks. Until the yeah. Knicks like get back in the playoffs, like make a run in the playoffs, because they lost to Trey Young, and um and that kind of that kind of hurt them. You know what happens when you get there? You gotta make you gotta the playoffs are where you make your name. Like you said, Joe, with the Kings, you like if we can get in the playoffs, we get more televised games. People gonna start respecting us a little bit more. The more and more the Knicks start actually winning with Brunson, now they got Josh Hart. The team is actually learning out of jail, man. Also, let me let me throw this out here one thing too. The Knicks had that great run; they made the playoffs, then they fell off last year. Now they're back, so I think that fall off. If you would have kept it consistent, be more consistent, then people will start talking about you more. I think it's more so with the Knicks. Yes, he's been. Yes, he's underrated. I take Julius Randle on my team. I know you probably would as well. Not trading for some bonus, but just to add them to the Knicks, you will love it. So, mm-hmm. so all right. So in the regular season, I think that he is well. In the regular season, in my mind, I'd be thinking like, man, he he he's underrated. Yeah, he be hooping right now. I so I, I agree with your premise, but for a different reason. I don't okay. think his underrated view is from L.A. Times, New Orleans Times, or him being a Nick. So I think Julius Randle and Jimmy Butler are in the same category. All right? Jimmy Butler and Julius Randle. Now, th- before I get to that, right, The re- so look at Julius Randle. He averaged 25 and 10. Only three players in the NBA averaging 25 points and 10 rebounds is Julius Randle, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. That's it. So he's in good company. But the reason why... I said that him and Jimmy Butler are in the same category. The difference between those two players, playoff success. Jimmy Butler is not a regular. Like, think about it. When Jimmy Butler was Chicago, did you look at him as a super, as a star? No. No. Right? I, I couldn't stand him, actually. <laughs> like, he was, like, on Julius Randle level. Like, where Julius Randle is right now. When you look at Jimmy Butler in Minnesota, right, when he goes to the Sixers, but, but, but in the playoffs, Julius Randle didn't show up. When they played the Knicks in the playoffs, right, they played five games. In the first game, he shot 26%, three turnovers. Second game, 31%, four turnovers. Third game, 13%, three turnovers. Fourth game, 36%, five turnovers. And the final game, 38%, eight turnovers. Now, I know y'all in the comments saying don't put them in the same sentence. If Jimmy Butler had a playoff performance like, like Randall and never went back, y'all would be saying they're on the same level. Jimmy Butler is not considered a superstar, even with the playoff success. Think about that. The dude made it to the finals, made it to the Easy Conference Finals last year, and we still don't put him in the superstar status. But one thing we could do, we could count on him to perform in the playoffs. Julius Randall hasn't shown that yet. So if Julius Randle, like you said, Tombo, were to come and make a playoff run, or you yeah, like gotta get to Eastern Conference Finals, right? Yeah, uh, win two playoff series and play well while doing it, then people won't look at Julius Randle like we do right now. As far as like, oh yeah, we we like they got Julius Randle. He's gonna do great in the regular season, but do we really fear the Knicks in the playoffs? Now Miami, we know Jimmy Butler ain't gonna do a lot in the playoffs, but guess what? You don't want to see Miami in the playoffs because we know Jimmy Butler could turn it up. So that's why I think he's underrated because he doesn't have any playoff success. That's my opinion. I mean, that makes sense. And I see I see they, the common warriors is out, man. They attacking you, but if they mm-hmm. like sit back and realize what you're saying, I the playoff success is what separates the two. Like if you think about it, if Joel and B would have stayed on his same path where he remember his first three years in his career where he kept getting hurt, where he, everybody's mm-hmm. like he showed signs of being great. But he's just not getting over that hump yet. If Joel and B would have stayed on that same path, then we could say all three of them would be in the same boat. 
because it's like we know you got the potential to do something but when it's time for you to do it are you able to and that's why you said jimmy butler's on it they're on the same bus but they uh they're on the same plane but one of them is in first class jimmy mm-hmm. butler's in first class julius Randle right now is in coach so yeah he definitely needs that and he was supposed to win that playoff series against the hawks they let trey young come back and do his thing and now look who who took the limelight trey young and now look who was in your not so average top five for saying they need to show up maybe you should have put julius Randle there too Look, we got David in the comments. All right. We say he's not here physically, but he's here mentally. All right. Because he's in my head right now. So look, Jimmy Butler, he he, he brought out, let me read this comment. Even in the regular season, Jimmy gave them a number one seed. Name me a player on, on the Knicks that's better than Bam. Name me a, is, is Eric Sposher a good, great coach? Is he an NBA champion? Tom Simmons. Does he have a lot to do with it? Yes, I believe so. Because Jimmy Butler was hurt. Most, not most of the year, a lot of the year, the whole team was hurt, but they were still able to win games without Jimmy, but without Jimmy Butler. So you look at Jimmy Butler's regular season, his best regular season tumble, 23 points, six rebounds, five assists. Julius Randle is doing that right now. And this was back in 2016 when he was in the Chicago Bull. Since he's been in Miami, his best season is this year, which is 22 points a game, six rebounds, five assists. So the reason why they separate is because of playoff success. And that number one seed from last year, what did he do before that? He was a New York Knicks. Julius Randle was a fifth seed, just like Miami Heat were a year before that, right? And they made a bubble run. But this year, who the better team, Tombo? The Knicks. The Knicks? The Knicks. Who having a better season this year? Julius Randle. (laughs) But you're going to put Jimmy Butler above Randle because he has playoff success. That's see, what I'm saying. See, we, right, we, so, we thought this was gonna be a light show, but now 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 I gotta now Joe, I got your back. First of okay. all, comment warrior means okay, for the folks who don't understand it, right? Comment warrior means you're in the comments going crazy right now. When you, you can just come on the show. We know you come on the show all the time, but we just saying you can come on the show, and that means you're going you're going crazy in the comments. It's all good. But Julius Randle turned around the Knicks franchise. Do you remember what the Knicks franchise was? People forget. Y'all just act like the Knicks was good all this time. No, they were a laughing stock. Like people only like playing in New York because they knew the stars was coming out. They didn't care nothing about the team. Matter of fact, the Knicks were so bad that the Wizards played them on Christmas one time. Like they just did that because it's like, look, it's Christmas, it's New York. They had nothing else. After Porzingis left, they were done, son. So you got to think about that, too. And when we talk about team leadership, like Julius Randle got there before half these guys got there. And look where the team's at now. Again, he turned he helped turn that franchise around. Good point, Tombo. Like, y'all forget about that. This comment right here, he took Minnesota to the playoffs. I mean, once again, name a play. Like, you just said he turned the whole Knicks franchise around. And is Jimmy Butler playing with anybody like Carlton Towns? No, they had Carlton Towns. And who else they had? They had I mean, might say Bam. Huh? Somebody might say Bam. No, I'm saying Jimmy Butler. Well, yeah, they had Carlton Towns, so they had a good team. They just needed a leader to get them over the foot, over the foot, right? Don't think about it. Jimmy Butler played with Joel Embiid. He played with Ben Simmons. He played with J.D. Reddick, and they got bounced in the second round. All right? So until Jimmy Butler went to Miami, that's when we start. When he went to Minnesota, ain't nobody said Jimmy Butler is like that. It's when he made our bubble run. When he made that bubble run, that's where Jimmy Butler got his name. Wiggins, there you go, Blaze. Wiggins, come on, bro. They had a, they had a nice team. There's a new leader over there. So that's all I got to say. All right, about that. But didn't make the playoff before Jimmy. Jimmy been in the league since 2011. What you expect? He's talking about the Warriors. I mean, oh, okay. the, the, the Timberwolves. He's saying the Timberwolves, then he basically saying, so, but Carl, you're not helping your argument here because you're basically saying the same thing that Joe said. They, they have the same trajectory. They both went to a franchise and they turned them around. Now, Jimmy has way more playoff success with Miami. That's why he's on another level. He's like a step up. But other than that, you could say their career is about the same. Take, about, take, take away the playoff success. A lot of people make an argument that Jimmy Butler is not better than Julius Randle. Because Jimmy Butler never had a great regular season. I mean, they were number one seed last year, but outside of that, what regular season? What great regular season did Jimmy Butler have? Never. Never really had a great one. He had an average one his whole career. 
Just like Julius Randle. I would say he, uh, and to that day, when we, I know we're going to move on, but to that day, I would say his career was better after he left Chicago. Like He was on his trajectory in Chicago, but he was better after he left. Yeah, he was in Chicago. One, two, three, four, five, six years. Played with D-Wade one year. Played with Rondo. I mean, he got some good. Derrick Rose, when they was yeah. up going up against, the uh, uh, what is it, the Cavs? They had some uh, good battles with the Wizards in the playoffs too. So like, I remember the I remember young Jimmy Butler. Like he was just known for defense. His Jimmy offense Butler, got better. Jimmy Butler's not a statistical guy. You did not say that until he had playoff success. That's what I'm saying. That's the difference between him and Julius Randle. <laughs> That's the difference. So they, I wish you was on because well, oh, we yeah, this today with this one. <laughs> you have to run this right. back. <laughs> I know that run this back. <laughs> All right, let's go to our next topic. So we got the Sacramento Kings. The Kings were on a seven-game road win streak, and they took an L to the Lori Market endless Jordan Clarkson. This is a tongue twist right there. Jordan Clarkson list, <laughs> uh, Utah Jazz in Utah. So let's talk about that. Tomo. I came on the show. I'm like, oh yeah, if y'all want to see a good game, I said, I said, last time we, last two times we played Utah, you know, two games combined, win margin of three points. Y'all want to see a good game? Tune in tonight, ten o'clock, no, nine o'clock in Utah, and then I get on vacation. Lauren Marketing and Jordan Carson is out last minute. I'm like, dog. I put in. I think I put in a good shot. I put the shake in my head. Like, ah, right. cause what I told me was game plan goes out the window. You got a game plan with something else. They might get lax. They on the last game of a road trip when they won every single game. This mm-hmm. is a big setup right here. Big setup. And what happened? We go down the first quarter. The f- first quarter was over. We was down 40 to 19. We was down as big as 25 points, by the way. Y'all thought y'all Four. was the Wizards. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Not getting the beaters like that. 40 to 19. Dang. So... They shot we, we shot 25% from the it wasn't like we turned the ball over a lot. We just we just played sloppy. We can't we taking bad shots. Here, here's what happened. They started off with a zone on us, right? And we weren't patient. When you when you play against a zone, you gotta be patient. And they did not run a two-three zone, Tomo. They ran a three-two zone. All right. Funny, it's, right? It's exactly the zone that we talked about. The Wizards should have ran against us. But they ran a zone and it bothered us early because we weren't patient with the ball. And like I said, we want when you run a zone. You got to move the ball, and then somebody's going to be open because they're not going to shift fast enough to recover all through 24 seconds. If you constantly move the ball and dribble, like penetrate pass, penetrate pass, somebody's going to be wide open. So in the second quarter, Fox had two points. In the second quarter, he said, all right, I realize the kind of game this is. Let me turn the heat up. He had 14 points in the second quarter. In the third quarter, you can tell Mike Brown got in their face and said, we got to let them pause, right? And I'll say this. They got to feel us, meaning we got to be physical. Especially with a team that don't have their talent with them, you don't want. First of all, everybody in the NBA, Tomo, is is good. We know that, right? Everybody can shoot, all that stuff. So you let these NBA players get comfortable; they're going to be raining shots, right? So he said they got to fill us in the second half. We got to be more physical, and that's what happened. We scored forty three points in the third quarter, Tomo. Forty three points. My man, look, we were nine for sixteen for three. My man, Kiki Murray was five and seven. Hit five threes in the third quarter. But this was the problem. What are we known for, Tombo? I know we got the number one office in NBA history. We got the clutch. We got we got the clutchest player. We got all the stuff. But as a team, we are clutch. We finished games. Hmm. All right. They went back to that three-two zone last minute, and it actually hurt us. This is the first time I think Mike Brown was out coached in the basketball game. And I'm and I'm glad this happened. It's better this happened now than the playoffs, because I remember when we played Boston for the first time. That was the first time a team actually switched everything on us. When we played Boston, and they gave us problems. But now when you switch everything on us, oh, we got an answer for that. All right. So I'm glad that this happened. They ran a three-two zone, and what it did was it neutralized De'Aaron Fox in the clutch. He couldn't go one-on-one and just bake you and and, and score. He couldn't do that. So in a clutch, Tomo, Foss only took three shots. Sabonis took five. Let me remind you, Sabonis had a horrible game. Kessler was a big problem for Sabonis. Now, Kessler was following Sabonis, but the refs kind of set the tone of the game early. So we knew they would let things go. So stop complaining. Make some adjustments to that. 
So he took five shots, and almost every time Sabonis got a shot blocked, Bruh. except for the except for the one dunk he had off a wild dunk for real. So that was the difference between the the last few games he played against them and this game is that they ran a three two zone with two people in the back, and Kessler being those one of those two people. So we give it to Sabonis. Kessler, all he did was kept his hands up. He didn't jump in those ball fakes that Sabonis does. And when, when Sabonis went up, he just went down and blocked. So I'm glad this happened, Tomo. I'm not glad we lost, but lesson learned. Now we know teams might run this in the playoffs. So now we're going to have an answer for it next time it happens. And guess what? Utah, you think I'm going to get away with that? Or we see y'all later on this week. <laughs> or we see y'all later on this week. Don't person. think we forget about this. All right. So well, go ahead, Tomo. Last time you said that you came out and you beat a team, you whooped you whooped the team. You know what I mean? <laughs> you say when what you on it? your it was the wizards when you was on your <laughs> get back tour. When you on your get back tour, y'all, y'all show up. But I equate most of what you said. I equate this game to what you just said, man. You was on a road game. You was on a you was on a road trip. You just came from the East Coast. Now you're flying back over to Utah. Well, it was in Utah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all flying back over to Utah. Y'all games be too late. It was back in Utah. You tired. You just whooped up on another team. You're like, man, we got this. You know, you roll a ball out on the court and then you play basketball. So I really think that's what happened in the first half. Because if you could say you scored 40 points in the third quarter, that lets me know that it was like, all right, the switch is there. So like you said, man, I wouldn't really sweat it too much. I would definitely take notes of it because, again, a team is going to write this down and be like, all right, so if we hit them with the three too early, we could throw them off their game because they like to run. I mean, that's just with the West. That's just the Western Conference in general. Like, all their teams are just running gun. Like, they were going to run and shoot, run and shoot. I blame the Warriors for it because everyone had to catch up to them. That fast-paced offense, if you can't catch up, you're going to be down by 30, and you could have been up by 10. I like mm-hmm. this one thing, though. Man, Mike Brown become one of one of my favorite coaches, bro. I promise you. <laughs> you can't trick a defense. You can't trick a trick defense. You know what? Hold on. Let me let me get it right. Because that's a tongue twister too. You can't trick a trick defense. You just got to run your stuff. If you run your stuff and somebody get an open shot, then they got to shoot. So everything you just said is essentially what Mike Brown said in that quote. I messed it up in the beginning, but I I, I caught up. See, just like I did in the third quarter. (laughs) He see it. So that right there lets you know you got nothing to worry about. Again, man, when you have a good coach, a solid team who got each other back, you can't go wrong with that, man. That's why I keep picking y'all to win these games and I say y'all gonna win a series because of the chemistry there. Like, the core is there. It's kind of like watching a Disney movie or like one of them uh, documentaries on Netflix where you see a team go from nothing to something and you just like, bro, they gonna fight for each other. Like, if Fox not playing good, Sabonis got us. If Sabonis not playing good, Fox gonna get us. And the rotations with the benches. It's like, hey, if Keegan Murray off, then I got, uh, what's my boy name? Monk. Monk could come in. And if Monk not doing good, then I give it to Kessler. And you got Davis. Like the name, like whoever's hot that night, they're going to keep y'all afloat. And the That's fact right. that everybody knows that the coach going to go with the hot hand, it keeps everybody engaged. So, bro, you really ain't got too much to worry about. Now, if y'all lose three games, then you can come back on here and we have something to talk about. Yeah. I like who we got, man. I trust my man, Mike Brown. All right. And uh, we're going to make some adjustments, man. I'm ready for the playoffs. And that's that's the whole purpose of the regular season, for those who don't know, is to see how people are going to guard you, how people are going to play against you, and then you get a chance to get a sneak peek of what people might do in the playoffs. So better to see it now than later. So I'm good with it. That's a fact. All right. So let's go to our next topic, and this one, <laughs> Mario Chalmers, man. Mario Chalmers, he had said some comments. Here's some comments about LeBron James. You got a clip for us? Yes, Bruh, nobody's like, damn, I gotta go play this Brock, man. Nobody said that. I don't know why. Right. Because I've seen people be scared when they actually line up to them, but they're not scared thinking about that match. Right. You hear anybody from that era talk about going against Jordan, there's a fear. Right. So when you have people that fear a player, and that's telling you something different already. Like, Jordan's just that guy, like, Talk to me, Tomo. What's your reaction to those comments? I, I got to find that full interview to see what the question was before that. Because, you know, with the media, they'll, they'll chop something up. <laughs> they'll chop it up to the perfect angle so you can get that that bite, you know. But 
for what he said. Hey, Chalmers, how you know? How you know? <laughs> Are you still upset? You still upset from this little this little run in that y'all had? <laughs> let me let me show y'all something. Who's the Miami bench during this last timeout? Chalmers and James still talking about it, and James gets very upset with Chalmers right here and gets in his face. These two have had that kind of relationship. Like, I agree with you when you say nobody's scared of Bron because you didn't flinch. You didn't flinch. He didn't flinch. So we know you're not scared of him. But come on now, there's a team in Boston. There's a guy in Boston. I mean, I was. I love. The, I love the Celtics. I love everything they was doing. You know what I mean? But they had to band together to get this young man out the league. I mean, to get him mm. out of his A game. You know, in his when he was becoming an apex apex predator. So. There's different versions of scared, and that that looked like a little fear when they formed that big three. Why you think he had to go to Miami and buck on you like that? So when he was saying like, and then also I did watch the last dance documentary, and most people didn't seem like they were scared of Jordan. They just knew what not to say to him. So it was kind of like a, a respect factor. They had more respect for Jordan because they respected his game so much. They knew how much he put into the game. And people look at Bron as like this all – fun and dandy guy like hey i'm i'm a team player i want everybody to have fun so it's just like there's no the respect on the court is like i know you're good but i can still beat you the respect for jordan was like i know you're good but i'm gonna try to beat you and i think that's what he meant to say like the fear part i don't think nobody went out there and said no nah, i'm scared jordan playing tonight i'm gonna call out i don't think that ever happened mm -hmm. first and first and just that why do people think that the big three Celtics formed a team for LeBron? I don't think that LeBron didn't even win. The Spurs won. So, like, why are we saying they did it for LeBron? I don't think they did it for LeBron. They did it because they were three veterans who never won, who all played with franchises, who failed, and they got together to win a ring. Stop that's the cap. Yeah, that's what happened. It had nothing to do with LeBron James. So, because the San Antonio Spurs were the champions back then. All right? So, that's that. So, I agree with Mario Chalmers. I agree with him. I don't think he disrespected LeBron. I do think what you said, cutting out that portion could sound like that. But I think what he was saying was, like, basically, look at today's NBA. Who's, 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 who's scared of anybody? All right, nobody, nobody's gonna nobody because you got social media, you got people recruiting people for they for their own brand, all that stuff. Back then in the 80s and 90s, you weren't even allowed to hang out with people. Now Jordan were best friends with like child box, play golf with all these guys. But I heard interviews like like Mark Jackson said things like Pat Roddy didn't allow us to be friends with the, our opponent. But in today's NBA, they all oh, buddy buddy work out together and all this crap. So Nobody's afraid of LeBron in that aspect. And I don't think now I'm pretty sure people the night before is like, dang, we gotta play LeBron. <laughs> All right, because he's gonna be a handful. So, but he did say once they got in front of LeBron, they were afraid. All right. So I don't think he was a diss at LeBron, but of course we're gonna take it like that. And maybe he was this LeBron because they do have a history. And like you said, Mario Chalmers did not flinch <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> he did not French. Like like LeBron got up first. LeBron looked at him before he got up. And you can you play it again real quick? It's cut, it's cut the uh, volume off. All right. You, all right. If you look at LeBron, right? Oh, you got your wine There you go. If you look at LeBron, he looked at him first. He like, oh, let me calculate it first. And then the dude grabbed his arm, and LeBron backed up. He he, he did do the favor and start backing up. Mario you said, no, no, no. You know who dude is? That's the young Hazel. Oh, you before the about, bench uh, name. That's Hazel. The name of the person that David can't stand. Yeah. Hey, we, we got your back, Haslam. You you were, yeah, you a valuable piece of the Miami Heat. You see what he did there? You yeah, probably he's... winning culture. Like, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> but, I, but I'm not mad what Mario Jama said because you did hear stories about Jordan. Like, of course, I don't think nobody's going to come out right now and say, we, I was scared of LeBron because people got proud and that stuff. But back then, people, people verbally came out and said that they were scared of face Jordan. You have people coming in the league for the first time. When they saw Jordan, they was like shook. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, a guy that, but he wasn't shook before. But we heard stories with Kevin Garnett and all these players sounding shook when they first saw Jordan. All right? And we, we don't hear those stories with LeBron James. 
And I think it's mainly because of the times we're living in. It has nothing to do with Jordan or LeBron. All right? So that, that's my take on that. Bruh. <laughs> if you was a kid coming up and you watched Jordan play and now you're in the league going up against him, you're going to have your moment where you're like, oh, man, that's Jordan. That's Jordan right there. That's my Kevin Garnett accent. But, yeah, that's what it was. It was it was starstruck. Like, Iverson mm-hmm. even said it. He was like, oh, man, like, bro, that's my idol scared. right there. But he was like, that's my idol right there. But I got to give him that move. Like, <laughs> he said, he said, what people don't know about is I gave him the move, but he won the game. Like, Bruh. the move is iconic, but he won the game. And also, to address something, uh, called, LeBradford Smith talked trash to Jordan and dropped some points on him. Of course, Jordan came back <laughs> and got his revenge. But people was, I mean, if you didn't know, you was going to talk trash to him. Like, it just happens, bro. What was it? Uh, George Carl. That's the coach, right? For the Sonics. He said he didn't shake his hand or something. So the next night, he just gave him like 50 points. All right, cool, bro. That ain't got nothing to do with me. You still a man at the end of the day. That's what most people were saying. Or the one, no, nah, that was that one story from Kevin Garnett. That one dude. That, yeah, Kevin Garnett was scared of Jordan. Like he was scared of Jordan. Because the I forgot his name. He told the story. He's like, man, he got to talking trash to Jordan. He said, don't worry about it, young fella. Got in the game and gave him buckets. He was like, hey, bro. Stop talking to him. I gotta check him. You don't. So see, that's a di- that that right there. That's a moment. But I don't think everyone was scared. Everybody had you had to live and learn. I think with Jordan, you had to live and learn. Unless somebody, unless you had a vet that told you, "Hey, chill out." See, so. see, see. KG wasn't scared. I get you. KG was what Chalmers said with LeBron. People with LeBron now. Once he on the court, okay, like you said, KG was talking. But that vet though, <laughs> man, it's it's a lot of stories when they like. Don't say nothing to him. Don't say nothing to Jordan. When we played, Pat Riley used to tell them that. Pat Riley used to tell the New York Knicks, do not, y'all talk to the media, do not talk trash. Do not say nothing. And I forgot who it was. Somebody held Jordan to a bad percentage. He came in the media and started talking trash. And Pat Riley was like, didn't I tell you not to say nothing? (laughs) You don't hear that with LeBron James. When Clay Thompson made that comment, they came back and beat them. But when he made that comment, nobody said, Clay, what are you doing? You know, maybe they did, but nobody's going to come out and say that because well, of today's we, NBA. So, like exactly. I said, we heard stories of Jordan, but I don't think we will ever hear stories of people saying, like, man, we play LeBron, man. Like, man, we were I shook. Because everybody that can say it was, like, either equal or uh, equal talent of them as far as, like, being in their prime. Anybody else to say it now, the young kids, they, like, Bro, like nobody's scared to play LeBron because the Lakers is trash. You get what I'm saying? Because he old. Like when they was playing the Wizards, I know people probably was like Jordan with the Wizards. Like, come on, bro. Like he could probably give me thirty, but come on, bro. Like Kobe wasn't scared of Jordan, but also let me address this though. He admired him, so he wasn't scared of him. But that big three definitely did for him because of LeBron. Paul Pierce no, no. knew for a fact that he couldn't beat him. What? First of all, Paul Pierce wasn't even contention before that. They want to think about He knew he was never going to be neither with him, Nick. So, look, what makes you think that, though? Like, it's LeBron. When they, he never even won a championship. You can see it. Sometimes you can just see it. Like, when your career is on the decline, you can see somebody else coming in. You're like, bro, this youngin, he going to make it rough for me. Already don't got one. So, I need to get mine before he gets better. And that's what I think that was. You don't think they made that big three just to win a championship? I mean, they got to contend with the Spurs. The Spurs just swept. That's the story I'm talking about, Jerry. That's right. the one I'm talking about. Where, where he was talking trash in the, I'm in the yeah. I'm here when he was like he was talking trash, like because Cud hit a face and Jordan, she shot in Jordan's face, and he was talking trash. Yeah. And he was like, "Young fella, like Jordan, like what's up with your boy?" He like, "He, he, he yeah, rookie, he, he, he line. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Funny. like man, he don't know better. But but I will tell you this, there were two. There were a. It was a team, two teams that were shook of LeBron, but in that probably never say it. The baby dinosaurs and your wizards. Oh no, no. I mean, give arenas, man. At the free throw okay. line. Hey, uh, okay, okay, that was <laughs> that that <laughs> wizard. Line, LeBron don't miss. You're like, oh my god, that's A's and zero. What happened? What? Whatever. To this day, bro, I don't like when people touch my shoulder, bro. Don't touch me. Bro. That, I'm still mad about that. And he ain't even talked to me. He talked to him. He's like, go ahead, miss that for me, player. 
<laughs> that series probably changed his career. If the Wizards would have won that series, I don't think we'd be talking about LeBron right now. Like for real, they had LeBron, but team wise, yeah. come on now, like y'all gotta beat them. Of them too, though. It, but that was more so because they were getting older. Again, I think the people who actually had the fear of LeBron was because they played him when he was younger and they knew his potential and they were already on their way out. But as far as like the people that's on his level, I don't see Melo saying that about him. I don't no, see that's his best friend. That's what we said. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they all friends now. So like they know they're not gonna fear LeBron. Like, like Isaiah Thomas didn't care about Jordan. You just it's you you can pick and choose the people who man, you know what man. I mean. Like Isaiah Thomas definitely cared about Jordan. <laughs> he did, but he not he wasn't scared. That's what I meant. But but oh yeah, you they, gotta they care about him. But we saw what they did to Jordan. <laughs> they did. Yeah, the whole game plan for my man. You gotta care about him because look, bro, he he's in the league with you yeah. and he's in your conference. Like you gotta care about him. But as far as being scared, he's like, nah, bro. Hey, Joe. No, nah, they weren't scared of Jordan. No. But Tomo, that Celtics team did not phone that big three. Shannon Sharp, shout out to Shannon Sharp, Uncle Shay. We, we appreciate you. He created his whole narrative that they created his big three because of LeBron. That was they did not. They weren't even in a playoff. Only with a playoff team, they tanked the year before. Hey, look. Just so they can make the trade and win a championship. There's a big. They had pie. three veterans. That when you when you go buy apple pie, you know there's a big pie, and the slice of that has something to do with LeBron. Who was their rival? In was that LeBron? Moment, in that moment, the Lakers. They ain't building. They ain't no big three for Kobe. No, no, they. I think they fought it to win a championship. And at the time, it was the Spurs. The Spurs is literally a swept LeBron. Like first of all, LeBron don't got no squad. Like. They got on team with just LeBron with Bucks for real. They had guys because more wins, but come on now. Yeah, so yeah, but when that Southern team formed together, bro, we knew what was up when that happened. Like, we, I don't think like at that time I wasn't thinking like, oh, they made this big three for LeBron. No, nah, they made it because it was three Asian players ready to win a championship. I mean, hey, time will that's tell. how I looked at it. One day they'll say it on the podcast, man. But to me, I that's a that's a part of it. For the Paul Pierce may not say it, but KG will tell you the truth if you if you sit around him long enough. Yeah, but he did say, man, it was three against him, three of us against one. He can't. I'm like, bro, he, like, I don't even sound strong. Like, come on. But I'm he, like, worry about no Pistons, Carl. Yeah, I know. You got, y'all lost to LeBron. He killed y'all. Scored 29 of the last 30 points. All that come defense. On, All that defense and what happened? They ain't had Ben Wallace, though. So I, I, I give him that. They need to go find Ben Wallace right now because they ain't been the team <laughs> since Ben left. <laughs> All right, you want to be a partner. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to hey, Carl. Shout out to you, man. Hey, tomorrow, y'all get that episode. Shout out to Carl. All right, we're gonna talk about that. But let's wrap this up. Like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, share this video with somebody that y'all know so they can go back and watch it. Also, appreciate y'all for using the comment section. Y'all always active in the comments, and we appreciate that. And y'all saw we responded to them. Y'all had some smoke for us on the New York Knicks topic, and we responded to y'all. All right. And Tomo, once again, talk about those IG chats we have. Look, man, we, we kind of gave y'all a little bit of what's going on with the chats right here. We got the NBA, NFL, MLB, NCAA, both college basketball and football and boxing. Like, if you want to be a part of this greatness, I told you, you see, Jerry went from the chats and now he in the comments. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> look, we, we give out awards. And right now I'm saying, Jerry, you rookie of the year, man. You got my vote. <laughs> I don't care what nobody else say. But if you want to be a part of these chats, man, just hit us up, man. You know, hit the Instagram up. If you ain't got an Instagram account, you might want to create one because you created one for Bleacher Report to get the updates and everything. And you be in the comments all in there. But it's not a home feel, you know, them them from like them more people from like Ontario or like New Mexico. You don't really know these guys like join this. Join this foundation of like band of brothers that we got going on here. Get in one of these chats, you know, kick up some kick up some dirt, you know, talk some more trash with us, correct us will be wrong. Cause you know mm-hmm. Carl won't do that. That he love to do that. I'm about to start calling him auto car wreck. Cause he wanna auto correct everything. When you wrong about something, Carl gonna jump in and make sure you're right. Like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's 4.2 yards per average, stuff like that. <laughs> but look, man, hit us up at Refuse to Lose Sports. Just say I want to be part of one of these chats. You can come in the baseball chat. Baseball is ramping up right now. Japan's doing their thing. USA's doing their thing. Want to know how I know? Because of the chats. 
Look, the NFL chats, all the free agency news. We getting that injuries, NBA. We got a whole battle for the tenth seed going on in the in the Eastern Conference. Right. So, like, come on, man, come over there and figure it out. There ain't too many West Coast teams over there because you know, it is, it is what it is. I will warn y'all though, when the NFL season comes, it's a it's one Eagle fan is gonna try to make it an Eagles chat. So be prepared. <laughs> in the NCAA football and basketball, right now it's March Madness. Both men's and women's. Shout out to the Lady Terps. Got Terps, you let me down. But right now, you know, the Spartans, there's a Spartan fan in the chat. He's going crazy every day. You know, I don't even like to see that color green no more because he talk about them so much. But when NCAA football come back, we can talk about that as well. And we got the transfer portal news. Again, these chats are where you want to be. The boxing chat, we got Garcia versus Tank. You know, maybe Garcia out there trying to eat some celery right now because he look a little hungry. <laughs> Maybe Tank over there talking some more trash. AB dropped the uh, interview talking about how Tank going to beat him. Things you're going to see in the chat. Again, join. Let us know. Let us know, man. Let us hear from you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And once again, like you said, you disagree with what we got to say. You want to come on and talk about your favorite team or talk about a situation? <laughs> hit us up. And you are welcome to come on the show. All right? Welcome to come on the show. So let's get these last words in. Oh, hold up. I'm Go supposed ahead. to do something today. It's your done son Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> it's your done you son are, you're right. All right. You're right. That's we my gonna make it, come on. Uh, We're going to make it quick. No, 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 let me set up for y'all. I'll set up for you. Take it over, Tom, when you're done, son. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Look, man, y'all. We still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to be done, son. Look. <laughs> I know y'all been with us for like the last for the last hour or so, and y'all been like, man, we're talking about traumas and basketball. But look, it's your done son Tuesdays. And you know it's all fun in the sun until you end up on your done son. And this week's your done son, I ain't even gonna give you no surprise. We all know it's in a, it's going to this one position in the NFL. Most people think it's the running back, most people think it's the linebacker. Somebody might say it's an offensive lineman, but you were correct with the first choice. It's definitely the running backs. This is a lost position in the league. And let me, you want to know where this comes from? I'm thinking about guys like DeMarco Murray, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, most recently, Ezekiel Elliott. These are some of these name, big name running backs who got these large contracts. And two years after signing, either they got cut from the team or they're no longer in the league. It seems like what's going on here is this past happy league's going on. Everyone's like, look, I got to pay my quarterbacks quarter billion dollars. You know, I got to non-exclusive franchise tag so I can pay my quarterback half a billion dollars or maybe the Browns just want to throw out there and be like hey stop and frisk we're gonna give you 250 million dollars as well you know and in order for us to have a team we have to have somebody to throw the ball we have to have somebody to protect us you have to have somebody to catch the ball we have to have somebody to get to the quarterback but it seems like the running back is always left in the backfield with no one to protect them like they can't get the ball I remember guys like Reggie Bush, mm-hmm. Jerome Bettis, you know, ah, who else? I said the bus already. You see what I'm saying? Emmitt Smith. You see how running backs, is just I just lose them. But if you ask me about wide receivers, I can name you 30 right now. Give me your mm-hmm. top five running backs in the chat, and then we can discuss. But for right now, the NFL, I think the NFL PA needs to put in, in their next clause, that running backs, if you were drafted in the first round, you should definitely get a three-year contract without a franchise tag after that because mm-hmm. what, what they're doing is they're taking these running backs they're running them into the ground and then they're moving on and then they'll tell you hey we're doing it a running back by committee now mm-hmm. you weren't doing that at first the team was on my back and now i ain't got no legs and you're telling me i'm done son nfl step it up i agree The career, the, the career length of the average running back is two and a half years. Yeah. And they making it a pass heavy, pass heavy offense. So there are a lot more passes thrown. You see a lot more passing yards getting broken. But are we seeing uh uh, uh rushing yards get broken? Nah. TDs? Nah. Only person that's close to is Derrick Henry because he, I mean, that's the only team that actually runs more than they throw. So I'm with you on that. And running backs are dispendable. Like they just. Like when, when when people sign a running back, they're like, "Why you pay a running back all that money? You can find another one easy." I'm like, "That," which is true, 
I get where they're coming from on the business side, but I like what you put out to the to the uh to the players to address to the owners and the league with this. Hey, look, we got B. John Robinson. They talking about he one of the best players in the draft. Last time I heard that about a running back, Adrian Peterson. Or Zeke. Oh, Zeke. Oh, yeah. They said he was one of the best players in that draft. He went in the first round and oh, look what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's look. Yeah. We can that's why I said put your top five in the chat. Also, you could just put in what look at the free agents that's out there. You can name these free agents. And if you think about them two years ago, Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, uh again, Zeke. Uh, there's somebody else out there. Um, oh, uh, my man, M- Montgomery that just signed to the uh to the Lions. Mm-hmm. David Montgomery. So look, everyone's doing running back Miles Sanders. Shady McCoy, like the, the list goes on and on. And these were some of your top tier running backs. And hey, Derrick Henry, look what they did to him. They running him into the ground, and now they talking about trading. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then people people call you crazy to drive running backs high, too. Yeah. Oh, you could find one in the third round. Like that. And like, when you do, <laughs> exactly. And when you do, they run them into the ground, and then they just yeah. cast them all because you don't remember their names. Two and a half years. Uh, career expectancy. Alfred Morris. Like, the list goes on and on. <laughs> he bought the rookie record and was out of there. Yep. You know, so it's crazy. It's crazy, but bravo, Tombo. Bravo. Bravo. All right. Let's get some last words. All right. That was different, y'all. That's what that, he didn't pick a player or a coach. He picked the head on position. <laughs> right. And you're right. I could name endless wide receivers on the top of my head. You know, like, but running back is different. All right. So let's talk about this. I mean, let's not talk about this. Last words. Sacramento, listen, we got ball. Hey, Teddy. I hope you hear me. Like the bean. We on get back. We lost yesterday. We can't lose. We can't lose two in a row late in the season. We need our get back. I know y'all lost in Utah, and so did we. But we want our get back. We remember what happened in Boston. I remember what White Mambo that they called him said. Child disrespect. I remember what he said in the post game. And 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 I know I remember Eddie House. I remember what they said. So we can not get back tonight. But commanders, keep making moves. Keep making moves. We ain't making no big splashes. We plugging in. All right. And who are we saying? We we filling in, we plugging in with, 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 with the league. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Offensive line was a problem. Sound two on bad boys. Cornerback was a problem. We signed another one. Linebacker, signed another one. Offensive coordinator, signed them. Now the biggest plug is the quarterback. We probably won't sign that. We got a backup. <laughs> but keep doubting us in the offseason. We here. Go ahead, Tom. Man, you had to take a shot at my boy, man. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Again, I, I like everything that's going on in Dallas right now, man. Like some people are saying that uh they don't like the Brandon Cook situation, but hey, you gotta you gotta have a positive outlook on it. Same thing I gotta do with uh the Wizards and this Rui trade. Like I gotta have a positive outlook on it. So Wizards, if you can make the playoffs, make the playoffs. If you lose the next two games, then you gotta adapt what they're doing with Dame. Like you gotta sit somebody yeah. down and just be like, look, man, we looking we looking for something, man. We looking for either the top five pick or maybe we can get some more lottery balls and get the number one pick, but don't mess it up. But come on now. that's This is not that moment. It's not that moment. Y'all really going to do that? I got a theme song and everything, man. Look, shout out to the NFC East. Shout out to everybody, again, that's been watching, jumping in the comments and subscribing. Like, bro, I've been looking at the subscribers. They've been going crazy, too. So shout out to y'all. And again, hey, Tombo. Let them know who run the chat in the NFL chat and the refusal chat. What, what what division? The NFC East, man. We run the chat. Hey, that's one that's one thing we come together, Tombo. Cowboys, Eagles, bring it in. We run the chat. All right. Hey, that's that's one thing I will say. We'll argue all day with each other, and then somebody be like, "Why y'all keep talking about the NFC East?" And everybody be like, "So won't you do something then?" Like all five, all five or six people just shift. Exactly. Whenever we see Carl and Javon going at it, we be like, glad to see somebody else outside of NFC East going at it. <laughs> hey, you got to throw Tay in there too, man, with the Tay, free Lamar. Tay, Hashtag yeah. free Lamar. You free, <laughs> free Lamar. <laughs> free Lamar. Hey, hey, Carl, we get you back on. Oh, yeah. So before we get off, tomorrow we got Dave running the show, Carl, Trent, and Vaughn. They're going to do a, the March Madness episode. So make sure y'all, y'all don't want to miss that tomorrow at 8 o'clock, not 7, 
tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you check out that. All right. So we're gonna put this stuff out on, on social media and everything. But that's all we have for y'all today. And guess what, y'all? We'll see y'all next episode. Peace. Thank you for staying to the end. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe, and also hit that notification button so you can be notified next time we put out a video. If you're listening on any podcast platform, subscribe and hit that notification button, y'all, so you can be notified we put out another podcast audio. And last but not least, hit that share button. No matter what you're listening to or, or watching it, hit that share button and send it to somebody that you know that would love to watch this episode you just listened to. So once again, thank you for staying to the end, and we'll see y'all the next episode.